Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Uh, Today we're going to jump into uh, just a kind of a space for us as a church where we need to get better at, if I'm just being honest, and that is a place of celebration. It's the place where we get to, to sit around and just brag on God a little bit about what He's doing in our lives. And I'm praying that today is going to be a, a faith moment for you as well. Uh, we want to celebrate the moments where God's breaking into our lives. And I know that might be kind of a, a funny terminology, but how many of you know that God is at work in your life constantly? And oftentimes, we don't recognize when God's at work, and we need some others to help us a little bit in that process, and that's why we are a part of the body of Christ. But today, we're going to take some moments, and we're just going to talk about where God's been breaking into our lives, things that have been happening, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to build your faith and get you ready for what God wants to do this upcoming weekend as we gather together in our Freedom Weekend and just celebrate the work of God in us, because it's going to be awesome. If you have not signed up for that... This Friday and Saturday, we're going to gather together, and it's going to be an incredible time of breakthrough in all of our lives. And so I just want to encourage you, jump online and do that. But this is a moment just to kind of build your faith as we kind of get ready for the things that God is doing. And Scripture actually teaches us in Revelations chapter 12. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn there real quick because I want you to make sure that you know this is in the Bible. Um, Revelations chapter 12, verse 10 and 11, uh, give us this really beautiful space in Scripture, and it challenges us. I don't know if we're, can we put that up on the screen? Do we have that? We may not. Let me pull it out here. Revelations 12, verses 10 and 11 is really a description about this beautiful work that God is doing in the church. And here's what it says. Uh, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters, we've been talking about this. Who's the accuser? Let's try that again. Who's the accuser? Satan, Satan, the devil, right? He's constantly accusing you in your life. If you don't know that, that's the little voice in your head that just says that you're not good enough. You've done too much. That's the accuser of the brethren. But here's what it says. That the accuser of the brothers and the sisters has been thrown down to earth and the one who accuses them before our God day and night. This is a picture of what was going on in heaven. And then it goes on to verse 11 and it gives you the greatest description of how you win in this journey of life. Here's what it says. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb, which we sang about this morning, and by their testimony or their witness. And this is what we do as the body of Christ when it's time for us to win battles in our lives when it comes to the things that the devil tries to hold us back in. And that's what this entire Freedom Series has been about, is identifying the areas of our life where the devil tries to hold us back from all that God has for us in our journey. And the way that we win is by the blood of the Lamb, the work that Jesus did on the cross, and then by our testimony, the things that come out of our mouth where we celebrate the goodness of God and what He's been doing in us. So 
this morning, I invited some of the students who were just at our, our youth retreat and one of our leaders to come and share with us a little bit to testify about what God has been doing in their lives. I'm wearing the sweet sweatshirt. I know you all are jealous. This was actually the, the theme and the, the rhythm of what was taking place up there over that weekend. Pastor Chris, God put this word in his heart that he wanted to present a moment for the students to bring their whole heart, to engage God with their whole heart. So we've got this cool little heart shape on here. Everybody see my cool heart? There you go. Come on, you're all jealous. I know you want one. I didn't even get one. Somebody left this on my desk, and I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. Um, but really, this, it, was a, it was a weekend where these students got an opportunity to really engage with some of the things that God was speaking to them in their lives. So can we give them a hand for being up here, first of all? I know this is like... So let's just take a moment. We're going to, and this question, I'm going I'm to pose to you guys right now, and they're actually going to begin to answer this for us this morning. So can we throw it up on the screen? Here's what it is. What is one of the biggest things God has been doing in me during this freedom series? And they're going to they're gonna break it down for us and some of the things that God was doing them at youth retreat. And then here in just a second, Pastor Jason's going to come up, and he's going to talk with some folks about what God's been doing in our freedom groups, in these spaces, so that we can see what God is doing and prepare our hearts for where he's taking us. So students, who's going to go for it? Who's going to share just real quickly about, I love how they look at each other. Uh, not me, you're it. Um, who wants to share first just about something that God has been doing in you or did in you while we were at retreat? Who's up? Nate's going to go. Come on. Nate's the courageous one. Go for it, Nate. Yeah, um, so when we were at retreat, um, I've been going every year and, uh, it's not like, so I'm used to going up there and like I have expectations when I go up. Like, so when I go to a camp, I have like an expectation that it's going to be something different than up here. And um, kind of every time I went up, there's um, been someone that has either prophesied over me or there has been like a worship moment where um, God's kind of been speaking to me like how I'm supposed to be um, like a worship warrior kind of um so like to just give it my all when i'm worshiping because when we're worshiping it's like yeah. it can be hard to like give it your all so if you're tired you can like not be into it or you don't want to be like i don't know you may not want to be there or something and you just may have stuff going on and i've been spoken over that it's like i'm supposed to be giving my all because it's not about what's going on in my life it's like because I'm not there because I want to be there. Like, I may not want to be there. I'm there to, like, worship God because he's worthy of it. Yeah. And that's not, like, that's not based on my attitude. So yeah. whether I have a good attitude or not, he's still worthy of it. Come whether on. I'm having a good day or not, he's still worthy <laughs> of it. so good. Um, and it's just been, like, kind of reassured in my life. Yeah. Every year I went up, it's like, yeah. you're supposed to be worshiping. And then the yeah. next year, it's like, yeah, you're like a worshiper. Come on. And then it's like, Worship, worship, worship. And I'm yeah. like, that's a... Yeah. I get it. Man, but, how uh, many of you... <laughs> I get it. How many of you guys can relate to that reality in you of, of this... We, we got to get over ourselves and move into the place of worshiping God. I love how Nate put that, because he's worthy of it, right? Because he's so worthy of our worship and our praise. Um, Nate, so uh, this worship warrior thing, are you going to start like coming to church in like battle gear and like a sword? And <laughs> Is that what we can expect? Um. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because you might freak everybody. Dude, 
Nate, thank you so much for just sharing like a reality of what God's doing. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, hey, all of you adults, how many of you know it's hard to be vulnerable? It's hard to be like, well, here's what God is drawing me into. Because what it does is it, is it also brings, not only is it our testimony, the way we find victory, but it also brings some accountability in our life. Like, now Nate knows, like, there's 150 people in this room that are like, mm, you're the worship warrior guy. <laughs> okay, all right, bring it, you know? Like, there's, there's just this reality when we share our testimony. It actually, not only does it give us victory, but it also walks us in deeper relationship with each other. So, Nate, thank you so much for sharing. Who else? Something that God's been doing in your life? Oh, man, Car- Carly's taking a big, deep breath. You got it, Car? Okay, you got, you got to use that mic. <laughs> Is it on? It's on the back of it. Carter, you can give her that. There we go. Um, so I, sorry, I hate being up in public. <laughs> Let's just get that out. Um, so at Winter Retreat, I went up expecting God to change my identity. Well, when I went up there, he actually changed my perspective on him. Um, and it's like, Okay, so um, I got a prophetic word that I have a good, like a sweet determination, but I have to use that in a good way. But the only way to use that in a good way is with God. And so over the last few months, I've been learning that having God in my life is a very important part um, to growing closer to him. And so like I've always thought, oh, I don't need God in this section, but I do need him in this section in my life. But um, now I'm learning I need him in every area of my life. Um, and so it's just been like such a great journey for me. Oh, can we give her a hand? What a great word. <laughs> I was just thinking about what she's saying. You know, I'm, I'm learning that I need God in every section. I'm 40-some years old. And um, I'm still learning that every day of my life. Can I get an amen from some adults in this room? Like, there's just this reality of what the Spirit of God is doing, reminding us and teaching us, man, we just need Him. And that is the safest place that we can be. Man, I tell you what, if you can learn that as a teenager, if you can begin that process as a teenager, man, the beauty of where God can take you in that is incredible, incredible. Carly, thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Who's next? Come on, we're getting down in numbers here, so... Hi, my name is Libby. Yeah, Libby introduced herself. Thank you, Libby. So this is actually my third year going to winter retreat. And um, the past two years, I have gone up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like change in a whole new way. And I am definitely going to come home, live my whole year like this. It's never worked that way. <laughs> um, but this year, so I went up, I was like, hey, this is the year. I am going to stick through. I'm going to read my Bible every day after this. I'm really going to grow. And I go up there, and Sunday night worship every year brings me to tears. <laughs> and um, this time, I was like expecting God to like speak to me, and the word he gave me was forgiveness. And I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't hold a grudge for anything. And then I thought about it, and like, yeah, I can. <laughs> So uh, that's really been, like, working through me. And now that I have that word to hold on to, um, it's definitely set me free from a lot of grudges that I've held that I didn't think I was even, like, holding. So that's really what changed me. And I have read my Bible every day after this winter retreat. And I've, like, 
I was expecting something totally different, and just one word changed, like, my entire perspective. Great work. Can we give her a hand? You know, it's, it's funny um, that oftentimes God comes to us in ways that we're not expecting. Um, and, and I hope you're hearing this in what these students are sharing right now. Have you noticed that they heard God say something to them and then there was a response to it? Can I just tell you, this is our Christian journey of learning how to hear what God is speaking and do what he is saying. That's how we actually walk in, in liberty and freedom in our life. It's the hearing of God's word and the doing of what he's instructing. I just love hearing these students saying, hey, you know, I was, I was there, I was expecting this, and God spoke to me this. I mean, you know, God knows what you need way better than you know what you need, <laughs> right? And he loves to speak into those spaces of our life, and he's drawing us into deeper relationship to hear and to do what he's asking us to do. And when we do, it produces the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And I just love seeing that in these guys' lives. All right, Carter, apparently you're going to be last. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Carter, obviously. I'm, I'm his dad. Or his <laughs> you son. are my dad. <laughs> I'm your dad. <laughs> no. Uh, He's big enough to be my dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so my story starts about thir- when I was 13. Uh, I took a hike with my dad, and it was awesome. And I was prophesied over, and it said, uh, Joel Lashaway actually said this to me. He said, to pick up your cross daily and then deny yourself. I didn't really think about it. And for, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. And so uh, I didn't think about it for years. And then this winter camp, I was, uh, we were up there, and they were doing prophecies. And uh, Joel again came up to me, and he was like, Carter, pick up your cross and deny yourself. And I was like, oh, like it's something I need to be living. It's a choice every day that I didn't, wasn't really doing. Like I, you, you wake up in the morning, like, oh yeah, I'm a follower. But like, are you intentionally going after him? And I, some days I am. And some days I'm just like, it's okay. Like it's whatever. Like I'm just going to read my Bible or I'll do a devotion. And so this trip really revealed to me, oh, I need to be intentional when I wake up, like, even when I don't want to, like Nate was saying in worship, even when I don't want to, it's not because I want to, it's because he's worthy of it, and he deserves it, he deserves me reading the Bible, he deserves me knowing more about him, and it's been the biggest thing for me for the past couple weeks now after winter camp, like, I need to be intentional when I wake up in the morning, and when I do things, because it's going to make my day better, make my week better, make my month better, and it helps me in my relationships with my friends and my family, and it's just changed me. It's, it was an awesome retreat. Come on, that's awesome. Um, yeah, go ahead. I love what Carter said there, it's just better. Like, when we do it God's way, it's just better. Like, better in every way. Um, and, and some of you are sitting here today, and you have some, I was just listening as Carter was sharing, some of you guys have some things that God's spoken to you in the years past that have kind of just been lost in this journey of life. Can I, can I remind you, God never forgets what He's spoken about your life, and He will bring it back to you in the perfect moment. Carter and I got a chance to drive back from camp together, um, just him and I, because he had a basketball game that we were going to. And he began to share with me that word. He remembered Joel speaking that, the prophetic word that came into his life when we were sitting in the middle of the mountains in McCall. And then God bringing that word back to him 
again to refresh his heart and, hey, I, I was serious about this. Like, I'm calling you to take up your cross and follow me. And, and I just want to speak that into the heart of some of you this morning. There's some things that God's spoken to you that he's going to bring back in due season to remind you that he hasn't changed his mind. And, and I just want you to know that this morning, that no matter what season of life you find yourself in, God is, is speaking, he's wooing you, he's drawing you to himself, but he's also spoken some things that, that many years ago got set into place in the heavenlies that are going to be revealed in your life in the days to come. And that's the beauty of the word of God. It is eternal. God doesn't say something and be like, oh, why did I say that? That's never been anything that God, he's never, ever done that. When God speaks his word, it will be completed in our life. And we're, we're getting to see some of that work in the hearts and lives of these students as they just testify what God's been speaking to them. Lisa, you were up there as a leader. Um, and obviously, you know, we go into these spaces, um, you know, as leaders expecting to see God move. We, we desire for that. We, we want to be there for him to move through us. What were some of the things that God just did or was speaking to you kind of in this season and just things that you can reflect on? Well, you said I, we're only up here for 10 minutes, so <laughs> i got to bring it down a little bit. Um, there was a lot. First off, with what you were saying is God has spoken some words over you, and he doesn't take those back. Um, I will say, I'm trying to do the math, about 10 years ago, there were some things in my life um, that just caused um, a different path. And I know when that ending of that path happened, um, I had a couple people who were well-meaning, um, people that I really trust in the church that had told me, well, God's not going to be able to use you anymore. I was like, okay. But I knew that I had the peace of God, and so I was like, that's fine. Um, I said, God, if everything you've told me, ever, all of those words you've spoken over me, if they're done now, that's fine, but I'm still going to serve you. And I meant that. And um, so went on with my life and kept worshiping God, and um, I came up to this church, not this church, it was another church I was at, and the pastor came up to me, and he's like, hey, I think you need to um, help in youth, and I said, yeah, no, that's definitely not my calling, <laughs> and he said, aren't you a high school teacher? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sure. So uh, when I started into helping with youth, um, God just really planted, you know, some more fertilizer on those seeds that he had spoke to me. And my heart started breaking for the youth around me. I could see them in my classroom and the things that they are tormented with daily. Like, Satan is alive and real in our classrooms and in some of our teachers. And we really need to be warring for our next generation. Um, so when I came up to a winter retreat... I just came as the fun person. I did all the activities, so I was, you know, I'm just there to have fun and help sure, you know, make sure they have fun. But many years ago, um, God had spoken over me that I had a, a prophetic heart, and so I could bring those, you know, words when I was listening to him, and I've been super not doing that. <laughs> and when we were up there at youth, uh, retreat Sunday night when PC was speaking, I was just walking the back room like, God, you're going to speak tonight. I know you are. These kids are waiting for you. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. If you, if you want me to speak, I will. Like, what word do you have? Are there other people here? So I'm, like, looking for the people, like, okay, they need to go up and say something. Like, um, these kids are waiting for you. Um, just God move. And then all of a sudden, you said, every single kid here today is 
is going to get a word from God. Like, God's going to speak to each of you. And that um, was so awesome. Like, church, I want you to, like, just think for a second. Today totally set the stage to give you just a fraction of what they experienced at youth um, winter retreat. Could you imagine coming to church every day, wiping your whole schedule and your agenda and not thinking, okay, what do I have to do at noon? Um, And then at 2.30, we're going to do this. And then 3, we got this. And just coming and sitting here expecting God to move. And it doesn't matter what time you leave. That's what they did at youth retreat. They came in, they sat, heard the word, responded to God, and they just waited. And God showed up in a tangible way. Like, I was telling Tim, like, what would Sunday look like if we came with a tenth, a tenth of the expectancy that they did? How much different would our lives be when we walk out of here every Sunday? And how much different would our, our weeks be? Um, really ties in well with the Freedom Book. We're talking about life, choosing life, and choosing um, the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and, and Well, some people choose that. Sometimes we choose that daily. Um, So, yeah, getting the taste of living in life and what does that look like? And that's just coming and expecting the Holy Spirit to move and getting those words that God's giving you, taking up your cross daily and just saying, God, I'm here today. Um, And just being able to see that in our next generation. And that's walking away with that faith. And thank you all for being part of it. If you contributed in any way, by prayer, by helping stuff bags, or loading the buses, or praying for any of our youth, you were part of that. So you got to be part of that, too. Yeah, I just, man, what, can we give them a hand one more time? Just incredible. Um, Thank you, Lisa. I think one of the key things that, that, as Lisa was sharing, is expectancy, right? Like, oftentimes, we just come to do our thing, just do our religious thing. And how many of you know kids can go to a camp and just go to a camp? Um, But our prayer as a church, when we sent them out, was, God, would you meet with them? God, would would you encounter them? Can I just tell you, God answered your prayers. There's a, you know, a small fraction of that up here. But because of their testimony, our faith gets built too, right? Because here's the reality of it. God is after you in very similar ways. And by I mean after you, like he wants your whole heart. He wants all of you. And we heard them speaking, and as Jason and the Bentlers get ready to come up, um, there's this reality, and you you heard this word spoken a lot. I just want to be clear of what this is, the prophetic word of God. Can Can I unpack that for you for just a second? The prophetic word of God is very simple. God likes to speak to his kids. And there's times where he does that through his word, There's times that he does that speaking to our hearts. And there's times where he uses other people to deliver a word to us, sometimes just to get our attention. Sometimes just to remind us of how much he loves us. And the Bible calls those the gifts of the Spirit. And they're supposed to be in operation in the church. They're supposed to be things that help. And the Bible says to build us up in our faith. And so what you're hearing today is the reality of that being manifest in these students' lives, and I would just say I pray in your life, where God desires and longs to speak to you. Why? Because He wants to give you great direction for your life. He wants to give you great affirmation. This upcoming weekend, as we gather together for our Freedom Weekend, we're going to experience that a lot. God's going to speak to us. He's going to prepare us. He's going to lead us. So you guys, thank you so much for being up here and just sharing what God's doing. Can we give them one more hand as they kind of exit the stage? 
Pastor Jason's going to come, and he's going to talk with the Bentlers just a little bit about what God has been doing in our freedom groups. Um, and, and what I want to say is, if you've been a part of a freedom group, hopefully you've been experiencing this as well. Uh, but we're so thankful to have uh, this couple. Jason, you guys need another mic? You're going to need one? Um, with us. Um, so can we give a hand to the Bentlers real quick and to Pastor Jason? cool to hear all of the different things that are happening all over the place, right? Whether it's up at Winter Retreat or here. Um, we've, uh, we've been in a really cool journey over the last, since the beginning of the year, right? With Freedom Groups and the series and everything that's happening. Um, and you're going to have a chance to talk about it here in a second. But how many of you would say that God has been working on at least one little area in your heart maybe through this series, right? He's, uh, that's good. That's good. Um, then maybe he will in the rest of you today. Um, there's, always, there's always hope. Okay, uh, we've had some amazing freedom groups going on, and uh, through this there's been, you know, obviously on youth on Wednesday nights they've been doing some stuff, and we've had several other groups that are meeting on a, uh, just a weekly basis. And obviously everyone has stories and everyone has things that have been going on, but all of the groups, we have been hearing stories, we've been hearing testimonies of what God has been doing uh, in each of those groups, which is amazing. And we'd love to stand up here and do open mic for the whole day. But what I wanted to do is just kind of prime the pump for a little bit of a conversation that we're going to have today. And I asked the Bentlers to share, I've had the privilege of having them in, in our group, and it's been so good to be able to, to get to know them more and also hear what God is really doing in their heart. And so I asked them just as a, a, a seed of the conversation, but also just to come and share some of the things that God's been speaking to them through, uh, through this time. And, and we're going to go back to the same question. You can put that back up there, Amanda. The same question, what is one of the biggest things that God has done and is doing in me during this series? Because we, we chose that, that wording really specifically because he is doing it. It's not a finished work, but it's a work that he is continuing to do in us. And for you, as you're continuing to go through, and hopefully you've engaged in a freedom group, if you haven't, just here on the weekends and hearing the words and the messages, God is doing something great in your life. And I think it's something to, by faith, continue to believe that and know that he who has begun a good work in you is going to finish it to completion. And so to believe in that. But uh, we've, had, we've had some great times, but I asked them to share um, just a little bit around this question. And so I'll let you guys, whoever you want to start with, Brian's going to start. Okay. So what would you, looking back on the whole um, freedom journey that we've had up to this point, how would you kind of answer this and what God has been doing in you, what he's been speaking to you? What are some of those, those things that have really stuck out to you? Great question. So... Thank you. Yeah. I wrote down several things. Um, Crystal and I attended the XO marriage conference yesterday, and something that they said really explained what we're experiencing in our small group, and our freedom group, and that is the acronym HOT. Honest, open, and transparent. The goal is to be a hot couple, a hot small group, and a hot church. I love that. That's awesome. So there's been a lot of Funny honesty. note real quick. Hold on. Sorry. Really, really funny note on that. I'm sitting next to my wife yesterday during that, and he's running through the acronym, and I literally am sitting here going, honest doesn't start with H. What is he talking about? It's a homeschool moment. It was really funny. It took me a moment to be like, honest, H, what? 
yeah, so just the, uh, there's been a lot of openness in our freedom group. Um, a lot of chains have been broken because people have been honest and open and transparent, so it's been very beautiful. And uh, if I could be honest, open, and transparent myself, um, the thing that's, that I've been working on in my life is the power of words. Um, that chapter really stood out to me because I could be very negative, very critical of myself and Crystal, and it really has an impact on my life and our marriage. Um, we've seen the negative fruit of that. So during this whole season, I've been reading over Steve's daily um, declarations, and it's really started to release um, some of the damage from my words. And I've started to think more positively, more, um, you know, my words tend to be more focused on God's truth rather than my situation, what I'm experiencing and feeling. And um, the idea that our words can either kill or give life um, to ourselves and the people around us. And then the last thing I wanted to say um, on the topic of the power of words is when I first came to this church six years ago, um, and then we recently came back this last year, uh, didn't quite feel like I belonged. Um, I was still in college, um, still pretty young and immature, and just didn't feel like I belonged. And the church quickly brought me into the family made me feel welcome and loved right where I was at. And um, something I just want to speak over everyone in, in the congregation is you belong, you are loved, you are perfectly created just the way you are. Uh, we see you, we hear you, and your words matter. Um. So real quick, Brian, going back to you, what would you, because I think that's amazing. I, yeah, that was one of the big things I, stuck, I think stuck out is the power of words. How have you seen or what has been some of the effect of that that you've seen as it's shifted and as you've made the declarations in your family? So what are the th some of the things, that, the outworkings of that that you begin to see God do, some of the effects of it, right, between whether it's your relationship or you with your son or whatever that looks like? Yeah, so with Ezra, we've been experiencing some, um, some lashing out, some, um, you know, sometimes he'll hit us because he's frustrated, and I used to be very um, quick to anger with that, and just speaking joy and speaking uh, life into that, we've seen a lot less uh, harm, um, which has been beautiful. Um, in our marriage, um, I've been a lot more, you can... Tell me if this is true or not. Um, I haven't been as negative or critical, and um, even though something might be going on that's frustrating, I just let my feelings fall to the side and try to speak encouragement, encouragement to, to Crystal. We're still working on that. <laughs> work in progress. Work in progress. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. Crystal, what about you? What about you? Uh, thinking about the same space, what's some things that really stuck out to you? Um, yeah, uh, well, I feel like I should share the thing that I think stuck out to our group, um, which, because it might speak, it might help some of you, uh, but it wasn't really 
the, I'm glad it, I'm glad it encouraged the group, but I will say that it wasn't like the big thing for me. But something that I shared with the group that I thought was kind of interesting that I'd share with you is I talked about what if we were, when we woke up in the morning, instead of being physical beings that go before God and then we put on, you know, the spirit of God and then we go about our day, I said, what if instead we were like googly eyes? So like we didn't have any flesh and we were like these spirit bodies and we were like, oh, and getting fed from God first and then we put, put on the flesh, you know what I mean? But not in a weird way, but with googly <laughs> eyes. So I pictured that of like us just having little eyeballs and, and eyelashes and uh, how, we, how much different we would treat each other too also if we didn't see each other just as physical beings but as spiritual beings. So anyway, I thought I'd mention that because I know that was something that was funny. Um, but I would say that for me, the biggest thing has been the chapter on forgiveness. Yeah, because I, um, it was really revolution, revolution, revolutionary. I don't know what the word is. But um, yeah, for me, I just, uh, I didn't realize that I was holding on to any unforgiveness in my heart um, towards a family member. Uh, but it's been very, very life-changing for me because um, with this last year, with it being so hyper-political, um, I've never been a political person, ever. <laughs> uh, my family has just never really cared about politics too much. Um, and then I had a family member uh, during the Black Lives Matter stuff really attack me um, verbally. And I responded super well to her because my post that she was responding to was about... Um, Jesus and how we are to be quick to listen and slow to become angry. And it was a very scripture, I didn't quote scripture, but it was a very scripture-based post. And um, she just like told me, you know, I have no right to tell people that they can't be angry and just, um, oops, I, I admitted she's a she. Anyway, family member. Um, but uh, yeah, and it was just like, I responded well to her at the time, but in my heart, I started to create just this bitterness and this, um, this anger. And so instead of like turning to God and, and trying to receive more scripture and more wisdom from the Lord, I like turned to politics and history and learning about stuff because I'm like, next time she comes at me, I'm going to have my guns ready, girl. You come at me, you know, whatever. But it's funny because I didn't respond to her in that way, but in my heart, that's what I did. And so then when we were going through the forgiveness chapter, I'm like, wow, this is the reason I've become so political over the last years because I think, I think there's good in learning about politics and learning about history, but to use it in the defense of that, I'm like, wow, that's just not good. And so once I recognized that, I was able to start praying for her, to start speaking blessing over her and her family, and, um, and then to just start examining my own heart and my own life and like why am I listening to these political things and when I come to that time if I decide to listen to anything political or if I want to learn about history then I always want to do a heart check beforehand now yeah, yeah that's, so. really, that's really good it starts inside I think so much of what we what I remember what Crystal saying processing and so much of I think what this is doing is it does start internally. It starts with us. It, it's very little to do with things that are done externally. It has everything to do with how we're processing and how we're handling the things that happen in life, right? We can't control what people say. We can't control what people do. But we can absolutely control our response to that. And I think that's one of the powerful things in this is saying, okay, before God, 
I'm responsible for me, and I know that I can respond in a way that he is filling me. And where I, I'm spirit man being encouraged and built by the spirit that then I put on my body to be able to actually function as one of his kids. And I think that that's just a powerful, powerful thing. Um, you know, something really yes, quick. absolutely. Um, so something that was really interesting, um, just that I wanted to encourage everybody with too, is that, um, and I guess it might go into your second question a little bit, but um, that we can trust if in that moment of like conflict or whatever, if we're leaning into the Holy Spirit and just being slow with our words, um, that we can trust that God is doing a good work in us and that whatever we're saying to people, that um, not that we're perfect because we're still human and flesh, but that we are going to be saying things that are encouraging, that are truth, even if they don't want to hear it. If we're leaning into the Lord in those things, then that's good. Um, because what was most healing to me in this whole thing was I, because I had the opportunity, some people don't, when you're in a face-to-face kind of conflict with somebody, you don't get to rewind and then go back and be like, what did I say? Um, but in this instance, because it was over messaging, I was able to go back and read my, my messages to her. And I was like, not to be prideful, but I was like, wow, I actually said some really like truth-filled, encouraging, like I was not rude in any way. And it was actually healing to me to be like, wow, okay, because I leaned into the Holy Spirit in the time of response, like I can trust that God is doing whatever he's going to do with that. And it actually brought like a ton of healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would hope, I think the prayer would be that each of you is also having moments like this, where you are recognizing a way that you did live or process or think or interact with people or have faith or just think through life, and then somewhere where God is beginning to make a shift in your life and you're starting to see changes taking place in your life. That is exactly what this is supposed to do. Will you be a perfect human being and Christian after we're done with the Freedom Series? <laughs> no, but, but it will do something to where you should be able to sit there and say, I see, just like Crystal is saying, I see the fruit of the Spirit working in my life. I see the fruit of healing taking place in my life. I see what happens when I'm surrounded by people and when I allow the Holy Spirit to come into the deep parts and to do a work deep inside of me and allow him to actually have open door into the areas that maybe I've shut off for a long time or didn't even realize that I was shutting off, right? And so I think that that's a powerful thing is where you are now is not where you were at the beginning. And where you are a week down the road, hopefully, should not be where you are at now. The Holy Spirit does a continual work in your life. And we can, we can have confidence and faith in that, right? In seeing the fruit of what he does in our life. So um, thank you guys so much for sharing. Come on, can we give them a hand? This is, this is awesome. I love, I love, I love hearing what God's doing, and, and I just want to see this, because we're going to transition into our discussion time here in a second, and the discussion time is going to be around this question, and what I want you to do in your groups today is simply think back over the course of this freedom series that we've been in, and I want you to process this for yourself. What is the thing that God is doing in you right now? What have you sensed him doing? What is the thing that he's been putting his finger on? What is the thing that you've been experiencing some new freedom in?
And I want, what we're going to do is we're going to take a second just to be able to, to share this with one another. And I go back to the verse that Pastor Tim did at the very beginning in Revelation. They overcame by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And as we break into our groups, that's what we're doing. We're going to do some overcoming. Because the blood of the lamb overcomes and the blood of the lamb has already won. And now we get to use our testimony to encourage one another. And as we do that, we're over, going to overcome. We're going to be used to overcome the lies that the enemy wants to speak. And that's what we get to do. And so I want you to just take a second to, to process through what that is for you. And then I really want you to lean in to this conversation. I want you to bring something to it. Because just as they've shared, and I'm listening right now, their words and their stories are encouraging me, and I think that they're also encouraging you. Your words, your story, what God's doing in you is going to encourage someone else. Teens, maybe when you're getting in your groups, you're going to share some of the things that God spoke at winter retreat, right? And you're going to have the opportunity to share what some of that stuff is. Kids, in just a second, you're going to have an opportunity to go in the back, and you're going to be talking along the, the same lines is what is something that God is speaking to you? And how do you actually understand what it means for God to speak to you? If you're online, I want you to process through this question just for yourself. What is God doing in you? Because just because you're on the other side of the glass, just because you're on the other side of the screen, doesn't mean that you're exempt from God doing something in your life. And so every one of us can say that, there is God, that God is doing something in our life. And so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to release you into your groups here and uh, to spend some time uh, just processing through this. And I want you to just take the opportunity. Uh, Brian and Crystal were awesome to be vulnerable and come up here and share. And you get that same opportunity. And I say it that way because it is an opportunity. You get to allow God to use your story and what he's doing in you to encourage other people. And, uh, and so I want to pray for you. Father, right now I pray as we transition... Lord, I first of all thank you for what you have begun. I thank you for the work of freedom, the work of healing, the work of restoration that you have begun in our lives, each and every one of us. And God, we recognize it for what it is. We don't take it for granted. And God, we know that you are doing something great in us, and we know that it looks different for every single one of us. Father, I pray right now for just a covering over this time, this conversation. Lord, an awesome opportunity where we get to just brag on you. And we get to brag on what you are doing and what you are doing in our lives. It's not us. It's what you are doing. And I pray that we would just have a time of encouragement as we just encourage one another and strengthen one another. And Father, I pray that you would just cover this time as we just go into this time of discussion today. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.